I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in. And we are back. This is the Fat Packs Podcast on the Beckett Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Eric Norton. We are coming to you live from the 40th Annual National Sports Collector Convention Show. Hope everybody's having a blessed time. I know that I am. My wife is with me. She brought me food. I'm good to go now. And I got my first guest, man. This is great. Brothers and Cards, uh, Jonathan and, and Andy from Brothers and Cards. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Doing great, man. Glad to be here. Awesome. Excited to be here for sure. All right, so you're my first guest. You guys are like leading, leading off the <laughs> show for me. I'm going to have four or five live shows from this. You guys are the first ones. Nice. Love it. Don't let me down. <laughs> I got okay. it. We, we got to get on base. <laughs> you got to set the table. Exactly. <laughs> you got to set the table. I got somebody in the four hole coming up. They're going to knock it out of the park. <laughs> but your, your goal is to get on, uh, on base. All right. So let's start, with, uh, let's start with you, Jonathan. How long have you been in the hobby collecting? Yeah. So I started collecting when I was like, I don't know, five or six. Okay. And then kind of took a break in high school. Sure. And then kind of started dabbling a little bit in college. And my brother and I played football at Taylor University. Okay. And we didn't have time to get jobs. So we kind of started going back and getting our old cards and Flipping them to pay for gas and stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So you you said I don't. Have you ever listened to the show? No, is an, an okay answer. Uh, a couple times, but not for like a whole episode or anything. Okay. So uh, you said something. A key word there is I, I got out of it for a little while. So when that comes up, I, I have to ask this sure. question. Was it a girl? Was it a girl that got you out of it? Uh, I met I met my wife when I was fifteen. You so, met your wife when so you were fifteen. Yes. Yeah. We How, started dating when I was fifteen. When did you get married? Uh, I was twenty. Just turned twenty-one. Okay. All right, that's a little young, but you're yeah. good. Are you still married? <laughs> yeah. Awesome, yeah. you did great then. Okay. All right, Andy, has, let's jump over to you. Uh, how long have you been in the hobby, buddy? Uh, kind of the same story. I collected when I was young, and then I got out of it. Um, not because of a girl. I just kind of got more into Xbox and playing games and stuff. And then in 2016, um, I got invited to play in a flag football charity um, event with this guy over here. He was my quarterback, and I played receiver. Okay. Uh, I think we threw for like eight touchdowns that, that week like that. and played like eight games and almost died. But then he started talking about the new, the new uh, you know, packs and jerseys and autographs. And I was like, wait, what a second. I can have jerseys and autographs now? And I was back in. I was hooked. <laughs> you were just back in on, yep. on, on that alone. Full, full dive in. Okay, sweet. All right. Uh, so... First, is there a better wide receiver uh, quarterback combination in the hobby than Never, you two? Never. <laughs> I would put us up against anybody, anybody that wants to do any competition like that. Is Even it, in current shape right now. I could still current, yes. <laughs> is, it, is it better than Stone Cold Steve Austin and whoever's throwing those beers to him? <laughs> that guy is accurate. <laughs> I was going to say. 100%. Maybe not. 100% of the time. All right, so you guys... Uh, you guys do a little bit of breaking, but we what you guys uh, the product you guys offer is a is a, um, a subscription box, yeah, right? a Pack Plus program. So yeah. tell me about the Pack Plus program. So our Pack Plus program is a monthly subscription box where uh, people can get hobby packs shipped to the door. Uh, kind of the inspiration for this is we're very close with our card shop in Indianapolis, Indy Card Exchange. But that's still like an hour from us. Sure. And the more we were looking into it and learning about the new age of the hobbies. You know, like when I was a kid, I grew up and it was all these retail packs that I wasted money on and never got any autographs or jersey cards. Absolutely. And then, so when I started learning more about hobby packs that you can only get from card shops, I was like, you know, there's a lot of people that don't have card shops near them. Right. And so, and kind of some, another idea that went into it is when I did go to the Indy Card Exchange, I always wanted that like top shelf product. Sure. That was, you know, high end stuff, but I couldn't on my college student slash teacher salary, you mm -hmm. know, get that stuff. So our, our, pack plus, our Pack Plus program is awesome because we get all these kinds of packs, high-end packs. Like this month, we have uh, two boxes of elements that are going to go out. We've got Sweet. Select. Um, we've got a whole bunch of different different high-end things in our basketball and football program. Um, 
And we have some low-end stuff, too. And the way we do it is we randomize everything live on YouTube. Sweet. So anybody can get that high-end pack without paying high-end prices. So are you guys, any are you getting things from distributors? Is that where you're going? Or are you going through your hobby shop? Or? You know, one of our goals this national is actually to get some deals with distributors. A lot of people think we already have those direct lines from Panini and distributors, and we don't. We work very closely with Indy Card Exchange. Sure, okay. And uh, we, we've worked with some other, um, you know, like, like Steel City and David Adams and guys like that, but we don't have a distributor. That's kind of one of our goals for this national is to be able to set that up. All right, so you need, you need like... Uh Let's see. You need like Peach State or yeah, Southern, Southern Hobby, Hobby. Yeah, or, or yeah. you know GTS. Exactly. You yeah. need one of those guys to hear yeah. this, so you guys can go. Have, have you met Robin? Have you met Robin Ivan from GTS? I have not. No, All right. Yet. So the, what we got to do is get you over there to meet Robin Ivan. Sounds Love good. It. Just so it happens. That I happen to know them. So Let's do it. We'll, yes. we'll get you over it. there. Coincidence. I like <laughs> this. I like where this is going. <laughs> we'll get you over there and make sure that happens. That's for awesome. Sure. I love it. All right. So. You guys, random, this is the first I've ever heard anything like this. You guys random off the boxes? Is that what you're doing? The packs, yeah. The packs so from the boxes. Exactly. So with Elements, it's only a couple of packs. It's one, per, yeah. Yeah. So I guess if you get lucky, you win the random, that's what you get, right? Yeah. So what are some of the low-end stuff, though, that you can So, hit? So what we try to do is we try to make sure that at least a third of our program, only a third of our program is like the lower-end stuff. Sure. So, so right now, um, th- for this month of August, Donner's is going to be brand new. Sure. We're going to have Legacy, which is actually up to $90 a box right now on Blowout. So that makes it like a $7 pack. Sure. So only 33% of our program is going to contain those products. I got you. And so the other 66% is mid-end stuff or like crazy good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, we're also going to have two boxes of Origins, which hasn't come out yet. But we're like, those are going to be in there. So there's four boxes are going to get that stuff. Like it, there's always for the gold boxes, there's always... A gold featured product that's like a $15 pack around mm-hmm. that range. Sure. Um, so people have that guarantee when they get the. Our gold box is $80 for nine packs, nine okay. hobby packs. All right. So we figure out the averages. Last month, our, our, our gold boxes, you know, they cost $80, but the the average pack value was 90 a little bit over 90 All right, got you. So, Andy, tell me about tell me about those package levels. Tell me what they are. You said, you, Jonathan mentioned the gold. What, what else you got? Yeah, so gold is 80 You get eight random packs, and the, then the uh, gold feature pack. Uh, last month was first off the line elite, so that was really fun to get people, because some people can't get the first off the line stuff. We also have silver, which is six packs. It's all the six random packs for 55 shipped. Mm-hmm. You also get supplies in, in your box. And okay. then we have bronze, which is three packs for $30. So, you know, we have three levels for everybody because not everybody can afford $80 a month. Sure. Um, you know, so we have those lower levels and you can still get those high end packs. Uh, we sent a prism football pack in a bronze box last month. So, you know, that's, you know, that's a pretty high end pack. Right. Absolutely. Now, are there different sports or is it all like, like, do you buy in and you get a mix of the sports or can, like, say, if I just want to buy basketball, can I do that? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We, right now we, we provide football and basketball. And basketball is two the separate same with programs. The yeah. okay. Football program, and then there's a basketball program. Okay. Yeah. Are you guys working on other sports as well, or? Yeah, baseball is coming in 2020. All right. We're gonna start taking orders in November, um, and then launch in 2020. We wanted basketball to get to a thousand packs. We're pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna add the third sport here in 2020. Are you guys working with any vintage at all? Like, you know? No, no. Everything no? we do is current packs. Okay. So when yeah. you buy our program, you know you're gonna get either this year uh, or, or last year. We'll start cutting out last year's 2018 stuff probably in september or so but yeah we keep it as current as we possibly can okay but what about those guys who are looking for vintage stuff i mean yeah so there's some other subscription boxes out there that Mm -hmm. that i think that's probably for them you know and ours is mainly focused on the new stuff Mm -hmm. Um, we think the newer stuff is kind of driving the hobby right now so we're going to stay right there okay absolutely That that makes good sense all right so just odd question not odd it makes sense to me 
how do you refrain from opening it yourself? Dude, it's <laughs> tough, bro. Every month. Every, when people ask us that, we're like, that's the hardest thing. On sort day, we always get all the products out, and it's just like a mountain. We usually take like a product picture, and usually sure. about the time we post on Instagram, we're like, bro, that'd be so yeah. fun to just dive into right? that. We know there's Kyler's. We know there's Baker's. We know all this stuff yeah. in there. Luckily, we store something at a third party's place, yeah. so it's not <laughs> it's at either of our houses. House. So it's worse really, than it was sitting in my house. Yeah, that really like, <laughs> helps, like, oh. helps not open at all. Sometimes like, he'll call me and be like, what can I open? I'll yeah. be like, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's accountability, right? you gotta, yeah. you got to yeah. store to the third party. Yes. Yeah. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Awesome. So, let me ask you this before I get to the next question about like what kind of stuff what kind of hits you can find in your products because obviously it's, if you're sending out good product it's, it's yeah. great stuff but where can my listeners follow you on, on social media yeah so we've got um, our Instagram uh, page is our best is our best okay. advertising right. really we've got uh, almost almost six and a half thousand followers on there sweet our YouTube channel is our main focus right now on promoting All right. I think we're almost at 1300 um, subscribers on YouTube but yeah we're gonna we're gonna really be pushing that hard this year awesome I'm just at Brothers and Cards awesome um, we're also on Twitter and Facebook alright yeah. so that, that leads to the next question is uh, I'm sure that once your customers get these packs or they're sharing the hits so what what kind of stuff have you seen come out of these awesome stuff that's the fun part like yes. you know we sit on the stuff all the time we have cases we have boxes we're like man I wanna know what's in them uh, last month there was 50 YouTube videos Okay. And I sit and just watch. I'm like, man, I want to <laughs> see. So, you know, we've had Kyler. We've had Baker. We've had Sam Darnold. You know, we've had one-on-ones just like all over the mat. We've had Luca. We've had Trey's. Like, um, you know, anybody you want to pull, we've pretty much we've hit everybody. We haven't really seen, we, like, one Brady. One two different people pulled a Baker contender's autograph. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. So, I guess that builds customer loyalty, which is why yeah. you guys are succeeding, right? Right. Awesome. And another thing that I, I would assume that builds customer loyalty is, uh, look at your shirts, it says Brothers and Cards, and that's that's obviously a cross. Your right. faith means a lot to you. Absolutely. Faith, faith means a lot to me. So one, I already, I've already heard that you're accountable to each other, right? And you're accountable to your customers. Absolutely. That's That's really great. But, I mean, just in general, being Christians in this in this hobby, it's 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 not unheard of, but people don't talk about it. Right. So, so one, I commend you both for, for being upfront with it. Sure. Uh, I love your website with the, with the scripture at, at the bottom on the footer. That's absolutely great. But like, I guess what I'm getting at is, what are you what are you doing? I know that you're not pushing your faith out there. Oh, we're a Christian based company, but that should tell your your customers something about who you are. You know, your integrity, your your honesty. You know, your your humility. That's those are all key quality traits of, of Christian men, right? So. What can your customers expect? New, what can new customers expect from you guys? Yeah, you know, I think we're, we're making sure it's a priority to both of us to glorify God whenever we do. Absolutely. Uh, when we started the subscription box and it started taking off, you know, it's going to take more time when it's a, becoming a bigger business. Mm-hmm. And we kind of like thought real hard. Or like, you know, we're both teachers. We're co- we were coaches and we're, we're dads first, you know. Sure. And it was like, is is this something that we're gonna allow to take this much time? Are we gonna like put the time in to grow this thing and mm-hmm. roll with it? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think like the decision we came to is like, you know, if we can glorify God through it, then sure. we're gonna, then it's gonna be successful, mm-hmm. and we're and it's gonna be worth it. Absolutely. And so yeah. I think you know everything that we do from customer service to picking products to every everything that we can possibly think of, we're making sure we we glorify God, glorify God first, and so that's always gonna be our priority. Awesome. And I think all our customers can count on it, and they've seen that. Awesome. Yeah, that's yeah you kind of hit it on the head with the integrity. That was always our biggest and number one thing we want to be integrity we want to you know have high integrity we want to be transparent we want to take care of customers we're not perfect we've made many mistakes throughout the way oh, yeah. and we try, always try to make it right sure um you know and you know like like jonathan said we want to glorify god and everything we're doing and just try to just try to be good people for the hobby good people for god good people for our customers good people for everybody and try to try to lead people 
to God in some ways, like because we're teachers. Sure. That's important to us, but we can only have 180 days with our kids. And we're like talking about it right. um, a couple of days ago. We we're like, man, if we could do this full time and glorify God for 365 and maybe lead people to Christ through the hobby, sure, you know that'd be fantastic. You yeah. know, our mission statement has nothing to do with cards, honestly. It's right. build the biggest platform we can to lead people to Jesus, and we feel like we're doing well with that right now. We're gonna keep rolling with it for as long as we can. Absolutely. So, have you guys experienced uh, experienced non-believers coming in and and maybe maybe taking that next step? Uh, you know, we, we've had a couple people, you know, message us here and there and say, like, hey, listen, like, I saw this verse, like, really meant something to me. Like, I appreciate you saying that. And, uh, you know, we our, our YouTube channel, we have a lot of content that's very card-focused, and we try to throw a lot in there. Like, I just recently posted a video the other day about, you know, just, like, tips on reading the Bible. I feel like a lot of people, like, see it as a big book and don't know where to start. Sure. And so, like, we post videos like that. We post, you know, different things here and there on our Instagram. Um, and, yeah, we've got some positive feedback. You know, sometimes, you know, we see... You know, maybe a drop in subscribers or a drop in, in followers, but you know, like I said, our mission has nothing to do with cards, really. So, um, you know, we love this platform that we've built through cards and through sports. Um, but yeah, our, our main priority is that, and it's not going to change. And, and so, you know, hopefully, you know, we impact people that don't say anything. And, and, and you know, it, I feel like the things that have impacted me the most, I haven't really, you know, gone back to the person and said, "Hey, you know, you're the reason I thought this." But sure. Um, you know, whatever way we can help people, that's what we're trying to do. Absolutely. Now, I'm glad you guys are so open and willing to talk about that. I know I asked you up front about that, but, uh, like, if you guys, have, anybody's ever listened to the show, you, they know where I'm coming from. They know that I'm a Christian. They know that uh, I'm not trying to push that platform here. Sure. It's not the, it's not the platform to do it. Sure. But it means a lot to me that I can have guys sit down in front of me like yourselves, and, you know, you can do that with, with your business because it's yours, and that's really cool. Appreciate that. Yeah. That's really cool. All right, guys, um, I'm going to get you out of here because I know that this is a busy, busy show. It's it's only Wednesday, and this place is already <laughs> hacked, man. It's crazy. hacked out. <laughs> yeah. The line, and, and, and this is great for radio because they can't see it, but the line right now that we're facing, for it's it's for this Beckett grading and Beckett authentication. They're like hovering over us it's, right Yeah, now. it's all hovered over us. It's <laughs> really crazy. I, I don't understand it. But um, I bet this thing sells out quickly, and yeah. I'm, there are going to awesome. be a lot of people. That's great for the hobby. Yeah, a lot of people uh, upset. So last thing, thanks for being positive. Because as, as you know, as everybody who pays attention to the social media and follows the hobby, you know that it's not. The, the prettiest place right now. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. For, yeah. thanks for being positive. I, that really, that really means a lot. Thanks All for right. having us. Thanks for All having guys. us on. Uh, one more time, social media so they can follow you. Yeah, follow us on YouTube at Brothers and Cards or on Instagram at Brothers and Cards Twitter. I think we're Bros and Cards Bros on, and Twitter. Cards on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we have a Brothers and Cards Marketplace on Facebook. It's a group full of great collectors. We vet everything. It's a really safe place to sure. to join our breaks or, or to trade with people. It's a, it's a good time. Awesome. All right, guys, go check them out. Hang tight. We'll be that right back from the National. This is Terry Smith from uh, Icon AI, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break. Uh, that was Brothers and Cards. Thank you so much to them for joining us, hopping on. But now this is a real treat. Hooked this up on Twitter earlier, about uh, maybe a week and a half ago. This is Jason from OTI Sports. Uh, you guys have a great relationship with, with Gary Vanderschuk. You guys are, are working big in the hobby. You said you've been going since you were 12. So with that in mind, Give us a little bit of your collecting background and how long you've been doing this. Yeah, for sure. Um, I started pretty much like everyone else, going to your local card shop, card shows, and just kind of loved it and wasn't really doing it to make money. It was opening wax, and and uh, I saw the money in it, but sure. I just didn't really figure it out. And did that for a while, for a few years, and then, um, you know, 13, 14 years old, 
it really started to like actually see this as a business mm-hmm. and I got really excited about it and and I didn't really want to make it my life's passion at that point but mm-hmm. it, it kind of turned into that but it was an interesting thing like cards you know the cards are great right especially at that age 12 13 years old oh, yeah. uh, you, you're you haven't quite yet maybe discovered girls yet so you still have a little bit of fun uh, collecting do you remember the set that got like kind of got you hooked so this is so funny so I was just uh, in the back of the StockX uh, booth opening 89 Donruss with Josh Luber, the CEO. Sure. And and that's really what the first thing, I, in the card shops, I remember opening 89 Donruss for Polar Griffies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I got really big into it with Shaq, 92, uh, 93 basketball. Sure. And that's pretty much what got me hooked was, was Shaq. From Shaq. that point on, I was I was all in. He was a game changer for the hobby, right? I mean, especially the, in 92, 93, oh, yeah. it's absolute game changer. Coming out of LSU, he was a, just an absolute stud. And then, uh, you know, he hits he hits the magic. He tears the backboard down, and everybody's loving him, right? Yeah, I don't think people really remember how much the presence he had in the 90s. Like, his brand, I mean, Shaq's stuff is so undervalued mm-hmm. still. Like, there's no reason his stuff should be a dollar a rookie. Right. It's embarrassing. Like, he's one of the greatest players of all time. Huge Shaq fan. Absolutely. So, with him, you remember the shoes? Like, he had, like, Kmart brand shoes, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He and did, they, yeah. they were hideously ugly. They were black and white striped. But, I mean, you said StockX. I wonder what a, a pair of Shaqs would go from. We could probably check it out, yeah. <laughs> I'll go off to get on the app in a little bit and see what a pair of... Uh, but they're definitely available. I mean, that's what they do. Absolutely. So so that's your beginnings. I mean, you guys have grown. You, you're, again, I mentioned Gary Vee earlier. Yep. You guys have a relationship with him. So you're big, play, huge players in the game right now, right? So, like, how are you seeing the hobby? What are you seeing in the hobby right now that's, like, got you excited? This is the best I've ever seen it. Um, it like, right now we're at Center of the National. It's in, The general public just came in, and it's packed. We're in Chicago, which is always, you know, my favorite spot to be in. Um, cards, are, it's it's one of those things where I always compare cards to coins. Sure. And I tell people this. I say, coin market is 10 times bigger than the card market right now as far as value goes. Yeah. But how many people do you know that collect coins? Right. I, everybody I know who collects coins are, are right. much older people. So as big as the card market is right now, what makes it exciting for me is seeing the growth potential. Right. And I think in the next 10, 15 years... That it can legitimately go 10x from where it's at, right? You know, not just values, but people and everything involved. Okay, yeah, absolutely. It's it's so w- when you see blood like like Gary and, and then you see Josh from StockX jump in, you guys have obviously obviously been around for a while. Yeah. What do you think that's doing for the hobby? Well, I mean, I see all the Gary, you know, his posts on Insta, you know, and social media, and he's bringing in a lot of people, but he's bringing in people that I think collected as kids mm-hmm. and then gave it up and then didn't realize the fun values and stuff so they're kind of getting back into it um most people do this because they love it you know either to make money or just as a hobby so he's he's just making people aware that this is still yeah what it is because a lot of people you know if they don't know baseball cards they would just say you know you i'm sure you get that look where they're like oh there's no money in that they're dead and they just it couldn't be farther from the truth that right how big cards are absolutely now you i don't want to talk just exclusively about gary i just i want to build up your relationship with him yeah. because it's awesome but you guys have been doing a great job you you guys are not only cards but you're also memorabilia you're doing content for yourself yeah what kind of work goes into your content because I mean, um, your videos are not shabby at all they're they're pretty good oh, so. i appreciate that <laughs> yeah um so the business for me it started you know i was cards my whole life and then a couple years ago um through poker and just I guess my lifestyle, I became friends with a lot of celebrities, athletes, and stuff like that. 
and we kind of all hit it off and that's what me and gary initially hit it off is we both love cards and mm-hmm. we became really good friends through baseball cards um same thing with a lot of these guys that um all collected and we were talking and i'm like why am i not handling your signings and appearance stuff sure. when we're friends and so i started doing some stuff with some guys and a couple years ago and that kind of really went nuts with a lot of the content of you know hulk hogan and did magic and mm-hmm. i just did some stuff with uh michael phelps and sure it's really kind of changed the business and it helps with the content and bringing crossover you know to both sides absolutely you mentioned some big names there especially from yeah. magic and and hogan and guys like that dennis rodman Rodman, that's great man so running that kind of thing like what kind of work goes into that because i think the people that listen to the show they're great about collecting they know cards and everything but they don't know what goes into like organizing something like that like how many how much advance do you need to, to say book a hulk hogan or a magic johnson so the frustration lies with um that these guys are really cool people you know they're, they're good guys but they, they have egos that you don't have to deal with mm-hmm. um and stuff that i think is maybe an amazing deal like you know if i was getting paid fifty thousand dollars an hour to do something sure i would say oh my god this is a no-brainer so you prep you know five or six hours to put this presentation together that you think somebody's going to just accept and you're going to get a commission off of and you present it to them and their answers now i don't want to do that right and and you really can't push it with these guys because you know they kind of make up their mind and it is what it is so that that's one of the hardest things is you think something's a no-brainer you know you'll make a little bit of money off the commission and you put all this time prepping and then they just say no and you can push back a little bit, but you kind of got to pick and choose how, how bad you want to push back on that stuff. Without without naming names, have you just had some horrible experiences? I mean, <laughs> again, not naming names. I don't want to say it's horrible, but just like I said, putting – yeah, recently I can think of something, somebody – I'm not going to say who it is, and this was very recent – that I had a deal for them to sign on the East Coast mm-hmm. for two and a half hours. They were going to get 75000 Oh, wow. And – I thought it was an absolute no-brainer. I already started to book everything, and when I presented to them, they basically just said, "I don't feel like traveling right now." Really? Yeah. Wow. And that was a hard one to swallow because, you know, it's a lot of money, and yeah, not just for me. I mean, for them, it's it's, it's shocking that sure. they would turn that down. So that one I just let go because I could tell they're. Just, this person's located on the West Coast, mm-hmm. so I can get it. Like it's a cross-country flight, but. Come on, you know. So, on, on the other hand, please name names this time. Who's, like, someone great to work with? Magic Johnson. Magic? Yeah. yeah. So, Mag- I mean, Magic is one of the nicest dudes. Like, we, when we sit down, we've, we've done a signing before, and um, it just, just it's like it's you're hanging out with your buddy, talking about basketball and, and Jordan, like, sometimes he's played. And mm-hmm. um, I, I did one uh, six or seven months ago. I did a signing with montana and jerry rice okay which was kind of cool having them both in the same room yeah and you just start spitballing some stories and it's like is this real right now i have jerry rice and joe montana in the same room together sure. and we're, we're talking about so stuff like that is is pretty cool it's it's surreal sometimes i've shared the story on the podcast before but i want to share it with you uh Joe signed at toronto the toronto expo not this last time but the time before last okay. and um he threw some passes to people and everything. That, that was all great. But uh, a mainstay at the Toronto Expo is they, they've been going for like 30-plus years, and they have this meat table, okay? It's nothing but a table of smoked meat and smoked cheeses. And it's a big hit because everybody goes there. they got free samples. You can pick up your, your meat and, and have a good time. Well, uh, Joe Montana was uh, waiting to go on stage to sign, and no one could find him. 
Joe was at the meat table. Joe's <laughs> Joe was looking through just the meat, out. just just like picking out and getting stuff to go. I'm, the whole time I'm like, how's he getting this back to, back to customs? That's not going to be easy. But nobody could find him because he was at the meat table buying buying meat, and no one was bothering him. Like no one was talking to him at all. He was just happy as a as a kid in the candy store buying meat. It was great, oh, yeah. great to see. He came back, threw some passes, signed some autographs, and he walked out the door. Yeah, Joe's a, a cool dude. Joe's yeah, a cool dude. Absolutely. So what's uh, what's on the horizon for for you guys? A lot. Um I'm I'm helping StockX right now, StockX out right now with um, they're adding cards to their platform. Right. I mean, if they have a buy sell for stock market like for for mm-hmm. shoes and a lot of other goods, um, so that's pretty exciting. Um, it's a very soft launch. It's a soft launch right now, but uh, in the next couple of months they're going to keep adding cards to the platform. Um, so that's super exciting. Also, I've started to work with Vintage Breaks. Oh, good. I love opening packs. Absolutely, it's one of my favorite. You know. It's not. It's one of those things that it's hard to explain. I guess you know, for for card people, it's easy to explain. Like right. it's opening packs. So I was trying to think of how to explain it to someone who does open packs. But um, so I wanted to be involved with that and and give a chance to to you know help sure. people understand how, how fun it is to open either new or right or vintage wax. Layton's gonna come through on Sunday and sit down with me. I'm okay, really yeah. excited. Yeah, about Layton's that. a good dude. He's a, yeah, I've I've actually I've. I know who he is. I've met him in passing, but I'm excited to sit down with him. Yeah. All right, man, I'm going to get you out of here. But uh, before you do, can you let my listeners know where they can follow you on uh, social media? For sure. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook is at Otia Sports, O-T-I-A Sports, and that's it. All right, guys. Go check him out. Really appreciate it, man. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Hi, guys. My name is Mike Rubin. I own Colorado's Best Card Shop, Mike's Stadium Sports Cards, and you are listening to Beckett Radio. Quick break, and we're back, man. Uh, best breaker in the business. I love him every time that he's on. He knows that he has a welcome platform here, and gosh, does he have a big thing to talk about. The clubhouse is back in the house. Michael Hodges, what's up, what's man? What's up, everybody? How are you doing, buddy? What's good, man? How was the, how was, like, the, the NBA player premiere thing? S- sorry to say it again. The NBA player premiere? Oh, did you yeah. go? I mean, yeah, guys, yeah, amazing. Yeah. I, I, I know I saw you guys there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you were there breaking or if you were yeah. there because you wanted to be. Breaking, yeah, having a good old time. Was that fun? Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> what, I know you, they had veterans come through this time. Yeah, Walt Frazier was there. Yeah. And, uh, I'm trying to remember who else was there, but Walt Frazier stands out. Just awesome dude. Like, Is he is he as big as he looks? In, you know, like, like, he wasn't as like freakishly tall as I thought. You know, like some, yeah. of, some of the guys that you walk in, like, holy crap. He was tall, don't get me wrong. Sure. But I think it was more like you're distracted by his swag game. Sure. Like yeah, that's swag game. He's always at the top of the game, you know. So uh, awesome dude, though, amazingly. Was he pimping any like that just for men uh, uh, beard beard oil or anything? I, I mean, I mean, he, he wasn't plugging it or anything, but, I mean, he, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and exactly how loud was the suit? Like, did you have to adjust the settings uh, on your video? It, it was loud, quite yeah. loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for him, it might be sort of tame, but it was quite loud. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys – well, Mike is no stranger to the podcast. We love having him sure. on. And he was on just a few months ago, and we don't usually like to run through guests like that back-to-back-to-back, uh, to back to back, I, I call it. But Mike's got something amazing that, that he just told me about, and it, he's ready to make the world premiere announcement here. You guys unleashed a new pricing platform. Hit, hit him with it, man. Hit him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we've been developing for like a year uh, the, the software for it, and we have a new pricing platform, new break style that we call Pick Your Price mm. um, that we Say just launched. Say Pick it. Your Price, right, I just baby. wanted to make sure I heard that. That's right. <laughs> Pick it up. Uh, no, but it's essentially, uh, it, it's, it it's brings democracy to pricing breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of me sitting behind a screen going, 
Arizona needs to be 250 because Kyler Murray's with Arizona. Sure. We essentially, all we do is we set the global price for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then you guys, our users, decide how we're going to split it up. So um, they bid on every team, kind of. It's not like an auction because it's not where it's not like an eBay where, you know, you sit there and you watch till the very end and you start to snipe a team for cheap because sure. we have to achieve the global price in order for it to run. So, um I honestly thought it was going to take a while for the guys to catch on. We're less than a week in, and, like, they already have figured it all out. Like, really? they jump to the realistic prices quick, and then they <laughs> split the teams the way they want. Um, so, yeah, it's been it's been awesome. Yeah, we, yeah. I, I gotta, Have you lost money yet? Uh, I mean, we, we certainly aren't, like, making more money than like, – making as much money as we were pricing our own yet. But, I mean, there's a, there's a learning curve. And, like I said, being a week in, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's mostly about it's, – it's been mind-blowing to see – what some teams are going for compared to like what I would have priced them at, sure, and vice on both ends of the spectrum, right? Right, right. Some teams are going way higher than I would have ever thought. But then, the the beauty of this plat this pricing format is that when one team goes way higher than I would have ever thought, that means there's like three, four, five other teams that are going way cheaper than I would have ever thought. And so you win on the low end and on the high end. On so high end. That's yeah, that's nuts. So, how did you guys come up with this? Like. So this was an idea that that I had about a year and a half ago, um, and back then we filled a lot of our breaks in our Facebook group at the time. Um, our website at the time was getting revamped, and so uh, this method within in a non-automated like platform like Facebook, where I had to c- continuously calculate what each team was at and updated, sure, and all, sure. it was it was just impossible. Like it took hours right. of just sitting there over and over, refreshing to see what our total was at and stuff. So. But we did those breaks, and the users loved it. And so, and I thought it was terribly inconvenient mm-hmm. for the users, and right. they still loved it. And so I was like, man, if we could just automate this whole process, um, I think we have something here. And so we, we, we spent, there's no platform out there like it, and so we had to build it from the ground up. Um, and so it's been a, it's been a long year uh, <laughs> working out all the just small things. Sure. Um, but... It's freaking amazing, yeah. So that's, that's crazy. Uh, so yeah. you guys have not only launched a new website this year, yeah. You've been all over the world, yeah, literally, and now you have a new pricing. Right now, does every product qualify for pick your own pick your pricing? Or? Yeah, I mean any any product that would be like we, you would break by team. I mean, I mean really any product you could break because like we haven't done it yet, but in theory down the road, you know, you could you can in theory do a player break pick your price where you just list out the players let people bid what they want on each player and achieve the global price and you're done you know like and so it, it works in any format but the, the the more the more variables are there are so in a team you know in a football break there's 32 right right but if we get into more variables it's the amount of like power behind that on the back end is like crazy as we get larger sure it's all real time so like as you put in a bid the whole the, the global total updates mm-hmm. it 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 shows you as the winning bidder. Everyone else sees that, and, it, and it, it's all auto-updating always, real time. So, so even for something like you know, like Leaf Pearl, Pearl, sure. I, I know that you guys broke that heavily. Yeah, it, it still works for that. So Leaf Pearl could be a fun one. I'm glad you bring that up. Um, I just driving here. I, I just kind of I, I, my brain never stops, and so while I'm driving, I'm thinking of just like logically through processes. And uh, like Pearl, for instance, there's 11 cards in a box, right? Mm-hmm. So something we could do is we can, in theory, have a First, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh pick, and then wow. someone can determine what they're willing to pay to have the first overall pick in a box. Sure, and then just break it down that way. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. that's absolutely crazy. Yeah. And then, like, 
even on even on that end, I mean, you, you, you're going to make something, you know. I mean, not that you're in it to make right, a, lot, a right. ton of money, I mean, but you're going to make something. Well, I, I think like it, you know, ideally, like we wouldn't make any more than we normally did, but the but instead of us telling you how we should break up that money, sure, we're just we're letting the end user determine like where the value at right. is at in a product, right? And then one of the biggest advantages is because of the real time nature of it. Say, um, you know, say Kyler Murray comes out right and has a huge game, right? Mm-hmm. Immediately, people can start reflecting that price change yeah. in the picket price right then. Right. They can go on and bump the price up because now, sure. to them, you know, his stuff's going up, right? Right. And so, in the past, though, a breaker would have to go re- revisit his pricing list mm-hmm. and update it. And then sometimes they don't even, I mean, yeah. some breakers don't even update their pricing, right. no matter just, how yeah. hot a player gets or cold a player gets. Right. And so, this allows the user to, in real time, determine who, where the value is going and where it's heading. So, that's really cool, man. Yeah. That's really. Congratulations! Thanks, man. I feel like that's going to be revolutionary. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. <laughs> that's that's crazy, absolutely crazy. All right, what are you what are you doing at the national? Man? What do you got going on? Breaking, breaking, breaking. Uh, we've got our booth right over here. Um, we uh, we got a, a a customized super checks bubble hockey game that we brought, and it, okay. it's in our booth. Nice. We have a, like a lounge. Everyone's playing it, having a good time. You got any soda over there? Uh, <laughs> we do have drinks and food. Yeah, man, we got the whole lounge set up. Uh, but yeah, we'll be breaking, you know, at Panini TriStar here right after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, tops and uh, breaking at our own booth, and just kind of hanging out with everybody, sure. you know, enjoying the show together. What's the big product that you guys are pushing? I mean, I know Tops Chrome is yeah, out. I mean, crap. I mean, we so far today. I mean, we've already done. Uh, Collegiate Immaculate Football. Yeah, yeah. We've already done Chronology Hockey from Upper Deck, which was crazy. Beautiful. I'm a hockey yeah. nut, and there hasn't been a release from them in a while, right. and that one was insane. Um, obviously, Tops Chrome mm-hmm. uh, Baseball, we'll be doing some of that after this, after TriStar. Um, TriStar Six Series. I mean, there, there's so many releases this year. We did Contenders Optic Basketball earlier. Sure. So, I mean, man, it's hard to pick one, but. So, so you mentioned a product there that I'm, I'm, I'm interested in. How do you keep? How do breakers keep up? How do you keep up with a product like Immaculate Collegiate? Like, because each year you got a new crop of rookies you got to right. know, and then you got all the legends and the schools that they went to, and that's great. But if you didn't know that that Jerry Rice went to Mississippi Valley State, you, you know, you were sure. like, who are the devils? You know, right, right. So, like, how do you guys keep up with that? Man, it's just constant information, like intake. You know what I mean? Sure. And and by this point in the season, you know, we've already had what, like six or seven. Uh, products in football that have either been collegiate or they've been NFL products, but they're wearing their college uniforms. Right, and right. So by this point, you're trying to like sort of start categorizing them and figuring them out. You know, as training camp starts, you start hearing their names more and sure. you know stuff like that. So once we can start associating logos with players, it helps a ton. Immaculate mean, Collegiate is one of the first ones where it's like high end right. and all collegiate, no logo help, and so. I've, it's been fun over there trying to like jog my brain and figure out what it is. I personally love the college unis. Love it. I, it's, I love it. I love the college game more than I love the professional game. So it's 100. It's easier uh, easier for me to follow those. And then once I feel like some of those guys get to you know, the NFL, and I knew who they were in college, but I see them in, a, in an NFL jersey, I'm like, I have no idea. Right, you got like is. the reverse problem. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh, man, so uh, one more thing. I know you guys, you got to go break, uh, but. Congratulations! I guess I have to tell you, congratulations for the Blues finally bringing home that oh cup. Oh my gosh! Man. You were you were there. I was there. Yeah. How drunk was Bobby Hall? Brett Hall. Hall. Very, very, <laughs> very, very drunk, and it actually ended up working to our advantage because, like, d- real quick story, like leaving Game Seven, Boston wouldn't let like the, the bars that are that are right outside the stadium there in Boston. If you've been there, 
uh, they, they wouldn't let any Blues fans in. Really? To try to, like, prevent rioting, which we were, like, very, there were about 50 total fans sure, okay. that stayed around, and then player families. Right. That was all those left. And so none of the bars would let us in, and we're, we're walking out of the stadium, and Brett Hole's there, like, walking out, too. Yeah. And um, so there were, uh, I want to say it was a Hilton right there across from the stadium, and uh, Brett Hall went in and, and put his credit card down and told him to open up the bar nice. and just bring out food and just had an open bar and food for, <laughs> for everybody. Very so nice. we just hung out and, like, it was amazing, yes. <laughs> nice. It still doesn't feel real, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're a lifelong Blues fan, yeah, right? Like, you, you get your first one. Yeah. Has a f- at, breaking aside and collecting aside as sure. a fan. How does that feel? I, I honestly don't like don't know. Like I, I've cried, I've screamed, and like excitement, and I don't think it's quite real yet. Sure. I, I think when I see the banner going up, uh-huh. I think that's and I just got I just got like. You, got, you did. Goosebumps you got goosebumps over my whole body. That's crazy. Yeah, like, like when I see that happen, I think that's when it's really gonna hit home and uh, and be kind of official in my mind. So. so my wife is sitting behind me. I've given her goosebumps before. I've never given another man goosebumps. <laughs> right, right, right. This is the first time. Can be tingle, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, man. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, where can my listeners uh, follow your breaks this weekend? Sure, clubhousebreaks.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have all of our. We're still doing all of our other methods as well, random hits and picker teams and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, but what picker price up on the website. Um, and then one of the keys we have for picker price is that you have to have your credit card on file. Right. Um, that way, like the second that it's full, it just runs everybody that won and we're ready to rip immediately. Okay. And so uh, there's no delay there. So if you're having trouble finding it, just make sure you read the directions that are on top. But um, callboxbreaks.com. That's awesome. where you can get it at. Guys, go check them out. Michael, it's always a pleasure. Appreciate it. Guys, hang tight. We'll be right back. This is Scott Sargent from WFNY, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. Man, we have had a packed show so far from the National. It's been fun, but I'm excited about this next guest. This uh, this is Brody Brody the Kid, man. You, you've seen him on social media hyping this thing up for the last few days, helping kids get more involved in the hobby, which is a wonderful thing. But he's just a kid himself, as his, his moniker says. Brody, exactly how old are you? 11. You're 11. Yes. So let's start real simple. How long have you been collecting? You're 11, so that can't be a that can't be a long answer. I think like three years or something like that. Okay, three years. So normally when I ask the next question, what set got you involved? Everybody my age tells me 1987 tops or 1986 tops. What set got you involved? Probably like 13, 14 tops somewhere in there. Probably. Okay, all right, there you go. So you've been on this mission, man, to help kids get involved. You, you've been on this mission with. Uh, a charity that you guys are working with, the Ronald McDonald House, is that right? Yeah. So tell me about that. Tell me, tell me, tell me what's been going on. So they're having an auction that's lasting till Saturday night on handbid, and all the proceeds go to the Ronald McDonald House charities. Absolutely. So what kind of? I've, I've seen one. I've seen one lot that was an NWA lot, and I'm stoked about that one. But what's some, what are some of the other lots that have been, that have been involved uh, that have been donated for this great event? Uh, so we. We brought in a toy lot from Learning Express in Lake Zurich, okay. and um, I've got a Brody the Kid lot that's got Cubs tickets. There's a Billy Williams signed ball and book. There's a Charlie Joyner signed eight by ten. So I mean, and a Brody the Kid shirt, and there's a couple of other things too. I mean, it's pretty awesome. Wait, did you just say Brody the Kid shirt? Yeah. You have your own shirts? Yeah. What? Tell me about these shirts. Tell me about these shirts, man. So they're a shirt, and it's just it's got Brody the Kid, and it's got a fist bump in the middle. There you go. Is the fist bump your thing? Yeah. Hey, give me a fist bump. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> there you go. All right, so who, who designed the shirt? My mom. Your mom. Your mom designed the shirt. You didn't help her at all? 
I helped her a little bit, but it was mostly her idea. Mostly, okay. This is a bad radio, but mom's wearing a top shirt, so she's really involved in the hobby as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. So, man, obviously the hobby means a lot to you. Yeah. Why? What? What is the message you're trying to push out to kids your age? Um, I just want them to, you know. Because hobby's fun. You get to collect your favorite players and stuff. And they're, a lot of my friends and stuff are more worried about playing video games or mm-hmm. whatever than just having fun in the real world. Sure. Now, I got to say this. You don't have much of an argument when just this past weekend, a 16-year-old kid won $3 million for playing Fortnite. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. Awesome. Well, so, you, know, you, you get kids involved in the hobby. You get, you get them talking again. You get them training. You get them, uh, you know, talking about their favorite players. Who, who brought you into that? Like, who, who showed you the hobby and all the ins and outs? Uh, probably my dad. Your dad? Yeah. Probably your dad or your dad? My dad. Your dad did? Because he used to collect as a kid, and then, like, when I was, like, five, he would get me, like, a pack or two at Target. Sure. And then, like, one, one day I just started really loving it, so then it got really exciting and stuff. All right, so my son is nine, and uh, I can't get him into cards. Like, give me some tips. Give me some, what do, what do I need to do to get him into cards? Um, just give him all of his favorite players. That, oh, that's it? Just yeah. all his favorite players? Yeah. So he he tells me the other day, mind you, he was born in Seattle. He moved to Texas when he was two, almost turning th- almost three. He moved to Texas when he was almost three. He's never, he's never stepped foot outside of, um, outside of this country, but he tells me he's a Toronto Raptors fan. That's weird, huh? Yeah. So he does he's not he's he's not big into baseball, but he did spend a good part of his life at the Seattle Mariners. Like when from I used to work for the Mariners. So he spent probably the first two and a half, three years at his of his life at Safeco Field. Now it's a different I forget what the thing is T Mobile Field now. But so he, he has kind of a liking to the Mariners. He loves the Raptors, not into football at all, and kinda iffy on soccer. What do you think that, what product should I get him in, like, to help him get into the hobby? I'd say first you could start with, like, maybe, like, you could start with Big League for baseball or, like, Mm, opening day. And then for basketball, I think, like, hoops is good Mm -hmm. or, like, prestige or something like that. Sure. Like, start him to collecting to try. Right. So what are you collecting? I mean, my favorite brands are probably, I, I like Allen and Ginter a lot. A&G, okay. I like Inception. Are you saying that? Did you get a card in A&G? Is that why you're saying that? Oh, I, <laughs> well, I mean, I like because it's got like all those random people on it too. Yeah, completely random. It's it's a weird, it's a weird checklist. I got to be honest with you. It's not, it's not my favorite brand, but with the, how eclectic that checklist is, they get really, really deep on some of those signers and it's, it's kind of cool to see like tiger mask did you did you see tiger mask in it oh this year? yeah i did see that so tiger mask is this great luchador wrestler that that i know of but i didn't you know i wouldn't think a kid your age would know him yeah. but it's still fun and that egg card what's up with that egg card in allen and ginter this year i'm not really sure it's just like like randomly in the set egg yeah. egg and people collect like it, it sells for like two three dollars a time i know that that's not a ton of money but when a, a picture of an egg Sells for two or three dollars. You can buy a you can buy a you can buy a, a carton of eggs for two ninety nine. Yeah. And when you, when you can buy a pitcher of an egg for two two fifty three dollars, that's something else, right? Yeah. That's I, crazy. I mean, now 
the guitar is just interesting. That like that uh the plane set that they made. It's like the eighteen different plates. It's like what? yeah, history of flight. That's cool. I also like Top's Inception a lot. Top's Inception is great. Uh, it's a good mix of prospects and and veteran players. Uh, I my one complaint about that set is sometimes it's it's hard to differentiate between the like the base set and like the subsets because they all have the kind of the same design. But other than that, it's a good. I like it. I think I think it's yeah, a good set. and it's not like super expensive, and mm-hmm. it's like you know it's in that range that like kids can still buy it and get like you know. Absolutely. Guaranteed auto and stuff. Absolutely. So, uh, who are your teams? Who, who are the teams that you that you like to? White Sox, Bears, uh, Blackhawks, Bulls, Timberwolves, Astros, mm. Winnipeg Jets. Okay. Talk to me about hockey because you're 11, and when I think collecting cards. I, I see a lot of Canadian kids collecting hockey cards. That's great. But you're down here in the States. Talk to me about hockey. How'd you get into that? I mean, I, I think it's, hockey's just cool. You, It's so, like, rough and stuff. And you see, like, people, like, bleeding crazy. Like, it's like a wrestling match or something. <laughs> okay. I got you. And it's just cool. And I like, I mean, Upper Deck, I think, does a good job with the hockey cards. And they yeah. look cool. Yeah, the, uh, Upper Deck. Series one and series two every year are are mainstays in in the in the hobby. They're fun to fun to have, and then Upper Deck hits you with a brand like uh, you know the Cup or Ultimate that are just like out of this world patches and stuff like that. Yeah. Those are fun. SP Game News comes to mind too. Upper Deck does a great job of um, promoting hockey collect, hockey car collecting uh, in Canada. They do a great job in the states. I don't know if it's caught on the same way as it has in Canada, but. I want to get back to you were naming off your teams there. You went Chicago, 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 Houston, and Minnesota. What what is that? I honestly don't really know. I just I have like the Chicago teams, and I have four random teams: the Jets, the Timberwolves, the Astros, and what sport am I on? Oh, the Raiders. Okay, all right. Favorite player on the Jets? Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, no, yeah, Winnipeg Jets. Favorite player on the Jets? Uh, probably Dustin Bufflin. Du- Dustin Bufflin's a good name. Struggled with that name for the longest time. Couldn't say it. Finally got it down. Bufflin. I can say it all day now. Uh, I used to say Bufflin. It was horrible. All right. Uh, Astro. Favorite player on the Astros? Uh, probably Springer. Springer? George yeah. Springer? Great player, right? Yeah. Great, fun, big in the hobby. Fun to collect, right? Yeah. Give me a favorite player on the Raiders. Raiders? Derek Carr, for sure. Derek Carr is a bust. No, he's I'm, not. Hands not. down, no, Derek Carr is a bust. Yes, no, he's not. He's a bust. No, he's not. He's never going to do no, anything. No, he's not. In that, this I, year, watch him make it. Watch him do what? With nothing watch around him? Watch him be him? an all-star. Watch or Pro no. Bowl or whatever Derek Carr is a bust, brother. I'm, no, he's I'm, not. He's no. not He's not as bad as his, bro- his, his brother. His brother was a, a real bust. But well, he also doesn't have any wide receivers to help him. I'm trying to tell you. That's why he's a bust. They, they traded away Amari. I don't know who they got back from Dallas. Well, they've I, got Brian, Antonio Brown. Oh, now they got Antonio Brown, right? So maybe he'll start going good because they'll actually have receivers. And he's got Marshawn Marshall Lynch called it quits. Here's the thing with Marshawn. I like him, man. He's a former Seattle Seahawk. I dig him. I can never tell where he's looking. I don't know if he's looking at me or if he's looking at you. or, yeah. or He's been here the whole time, bro, right? Uh, yeah. I <laughs> I'm sorry. I said it was said it was a bust. Your dad started laughing at me. I'm sorry. It was it was funny. Uh, and all right, Minnesota Timberwolves. You got you the you in the you from the land of the Bulls, man. The shy, and you hit me with the Timberwolves. Yeah. Come on, tell help me out. Help me out. Why? I 
I don't know. I just like him for some reason. I don't really know why. I like Andrew Wiggins, and Towns is a pretty good player. Cat is a player that you is like. I think he needs to put more effort into what he's doing. I think, I think Towns is a player that, if he were to try hard on every possession, he'd be like this superstar, and he's really good, right? Yeah. But I think he would be unstoppable if he would just try every possession. Is that I fair th- to say? Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I mean, because like he'll come out, like you can tell when he cares and when he doesn't care. And he'll come out and, you know, he'll put up 40 one night and the next night put up 15, you know. Just, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, he seems to have double-doubles a lot, too, which is definitely a good thing. That's great. It reminds me a lot of Kevin Love. Uh, Kevin Love, uh, former Minnesota Chamber West, there was a season that he averaged a double-double, which was great for a big man. Uh, Now, now, you know, he went over to Cleveland and he fell in love with the three. So, that's that's crazy to me. I, I see a big guy behind you. This is Josh from Stockass. What's up, man? How you doing? It would do it real well. Uh, all right, I told you. I told you twelve minutes, so that we're right at twelve minutes. Before we get you out of here, though, let's get you to give out your social media so uh, kids in the hobby can follow you and uh, and you know other collectors. Okay, so my Twitter is br- at Brody TK. My Instagram is Brody the Kid One, and you can check out my blog on BigLeagueBreaks.com. And yeah, that's pretty much all right, it. Tell me about Handbit one more time. Okay, so. If you go on, you can download the handbid app, and then you can bid on stuff in the auction. All 100% of the proceeds go to the Ronald McDonald House Charities. It's really cool. And if you can bid or you can donate anything, it would be awesome. All right, you guys got to go bid on that handbid stuff, but check out the NWA lot. As a wrestling fan, that is the best lot on there. Please go check it out, okay? Okay, Brody, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Anytime you want to come back, you can, all right? Okay. Guys, hang tight. We'll be right back. This is Carvin Chung from GTS Distribution, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. I feel like the show just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and you're going to be able to tell by my next name, my next guest. This is Josh from StockX. Guys, uh, I did a I did a sneaker show like two years ago, and we talked with uh, Scott Sargent from WFNY, and he, he's a big sneakerhead. We had fun, but he mentioned StockX. That was the last time StockX was ever mentioned on the show because you guys didn't react well to the sneakers. And I don't know why, because there's all kinds of crazy money in it. And Josh freaking founded StockX. Is that, is that correct, Josh? Yeah, that, that's right. That's so, right. With Dan Gilbert and, okay. and Greg Schwartz, there are three of us, but yeah. Okay, so you're, you're part of that, that crew. And you guys are getting into cards, and we're going to talk about that. But, yep. so let, but I want to talk about the sneakers first, the shoes. Like, what did you see there that... that made that possible like where, where did your vision come from first sne- first sneaker, sneaker, yeah look you know um you know it's interesting because um i used to tell everybody you know i'm 41 years old and i have the the same story as every other sneakerhead my age which is i grew up playing basketball when jordan played sure i always wanted air jordans my mom would never buy me air jordans and that's all true but the reality is i actually started collecting cards before sneakers okay. right like a lot of entrepreneurs around my age Right, they may not be in cards now, but they started in cards. Sure. Right, and so for me, like I had always collected cards, and you know, in cards back then, you know, we had Beckett and we had you know Price Guys, and that was a very like fundamental part of the hobby was understanding value. And so for me, when I was um, collecting sneakers, and this was around 2012, when uh, I went to work for IBM, 
And I started to ask the question, why is there not a price guide for sneakers? Why sure. is there not a Beckett for sneakers? Mm-hmm. And so the company that I created was actually called Campless. Mm-hmm. And Campless was a price guide for sneakers. And that was the start of this. Campless eventually became StockX. Okay. And we evolved StockX to where it is now. But like even today, StockX is about what is the true market value for a pair of sneakers. Sure. That's the core of the whole thing. That's price guides. That's Beckett. That's cards. Like it, these things are all connected. So tell me about Campless. And like how did you guys put together a price guide? for shoes because I mean most guys can't tell the difference between you know Jordan 1s and you know the Jordans that came out last week yeah and, and most sneakerheads can't tell the difference between a you know an 89 Upper Deck Griffey and an 89 Donner's Griffey right, right? Yeah, exactly so. so so how do you I mean like there's, there's such a variation there how do you guys even put a price on that? I mean, other than just watching the market constantly. It is, it's it's supply and demand. Okay. It, is, it, is, it is absolutely supply and demand. So back when we did Campless, we were scraping eBay. We okay. were scraping eBay data to figure out what are sneakers actually worth, which, mm-hmm. by the way, does that sound familiar to how people are getting like prices like here absolutely, today, yeah. like real time? Right. And so um, that, that was then. Today, StockX is an actual stock market, right? Mm-hmm. So all the data, all the pricing on StockX is are sales that actually happened on StockX. So we are big enough and we sell enough, enough sneakers are bought and sold on StockX that we are the market. We are the market price, right? If you want to buy a share of Nike stock, on the New York Stock Exchange, mm-hmm. you never worry what the price for it is. No, the New York Stock Exchange tells you what the market price is for a share of Nike right. stock. That's what StockX does for sneakers, streetwear, watches, handbags, and and now soon cards. So, I, w- I want to get into the cards. Yeah, we're yeah. we're going to do that. But like, what is the like the most ridiculous price you've seen for a pair of shoes? Uh, you know, actually, not as much as cards. Um, you know, the most uh, the most expensive pair of sneakers that sold on StockX was the Nike Mag, mm-hmm. which is the auto lacing shoe from Back to the Future Two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? and uh, and that one sold for about forty thousand dollars on, on StockX. That's the most expensive sneaker okay. that actually sold on StockX. There have been more that have sold for more auction and sure. that sort of stuff, but yeah, forty grand for a pair on StockX. So, I know that there are a bunch of terms in collecting sneakers like colorway and you know all that. <laughs> break down some of the terms so we know. I, I, uh-huh. I said colorway, but break some, down some of the terms. Well, dead stock, right? That's, dead yep. stock is the, is the most obvious. Dead stock means brand new. It means brand new for sneakers, even though that's not what the word means. Right. Um, you know, dead stock's a big one. You know, you get into all the different parts of the shoe, midsole and sole and eyelid and, and the different parts of the shoe. Uh, mm-hmm. parts of the shoe, And that, that's way more, you know, technical. Um, you know, when you're buying and selling sneakers, you know, um, people use the term NDS. Yeah, a yeah. Lot. NDS, which means non-dead stock, mm-hmm. right? So that's used. So NDS is used. Um, I don't know what else. Top of my head, that's that's kind of the big ones. The you know uniquely for StockX is bid and ask, right? Is yeah. we've built this marketplace the way the stock market works, and so a bid is how much you want to pay for something, mm-hmm. right? If you have a bid for seventy bucks, you're, it's what you're willing to pay for that shoe, and an ask is what you're willing to sell for. So an ask is kind of like a listing for sale. Sure. I think more than anything, bringing that terminology into sneakers has been as big of a shift and big a difference than people coming into sneakers and learning terms like dead stock or NDS or, or eyelets. I got you. I got you. Now you brought up cards a couple of times. I want to. I want. I definitely want to hit that with you now. So I heard earlier you were back there. Ripping eighty nine Donruss. <laughs> what? First of all, where did you get the eighty nine Donruss from? What did you buy it on the floor? Uh, yeah, I, I buy so much junk wax. I bought uh, so far today. I bought two boxes of eighty nine Donruss, four boxes of ninety one Stadium <laughs> baseball. Okay. Uh, I bought two boxes of Alf. Um, Alf. I bought. Uh, did you get the stickers? They came with the stickers, right? I, I haven't opened them yet. I don't know what's in them. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, like part of it for the 89 Donruss and particularly like that era. So I collected cards from 85 to 92. 
Sure. Right. Like right in the heart of like the junk uh, box yeah, era. Absolutely, right. Yeah. And uh, and so for me, like you know, '89 Upper Deck Griffey, like that was it, right? And 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 just '89. That you know everything about that year, right? It was like you the colors. That, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that A9 Donruss at the time. So it's just pure nostalgia. It is literally for the reflex motion of opening packs. Sure. And uh, and it's become sort of just a comical thing. So we ripped the whole box. We didn't get one Griffey, one Sheffield. You know, we got one Randy Johnson, and it had wax. There was, it was, it's probably the worst pack box you could ever get. Of really. Donruss, yeah. <laughs> so my set is 80, 87 tops. Right? Yeah, there you like, go. I love 80, 87 tops. Uh, wood grain is sexy. I say yeah. that all the time on the show, right? That, that Bo Jackson is, is amazing. great. Will Clark. McGuire. Uh, McGuire. Yeah. Barry Bonds. It's all awesome. But that 89 Donruss is hideous, man. What what drew you to that? You know, so today it's clearly hideous. But at the time, and you don't remember at the time how crazy it was to have all these colors on the card. Yeah. And, you know, you had certain cards. Like, we were just looking. We picked up a Fred McGriff. Like, the color of, like, the Blue Jays jersey against, like, like there was just we didn't have that level of color mm-hmm. on baseball cards back then. That's true. And that, and that like, t- it's nostalgia on. Obviously, today, it's, it's fucking horrible. It, it's, it's fun. It's fun to look at, though, right? It's, yeah. It's fun. I mean, you're buying ALF cards for a reason. It's yeah. because it's crazy. Yeah. You remember the show. Yeah. We have we have a stuffed life-size ALF in, at the StockX headquarters. That he, now, he wears a <laughs> StockX shirt and, like, sits in our, our, our office. That's so awesome. that's why I kind of needed to buy some ALF cards. So what are you guys doing to get into, into cards? What are you guys doing? Yeah, you know, like, there may not be a more perfect asset for StockX than trading cards, right? Okay. I mean, it, like it already is a, a clearly a tradable asset. Yes. And um, you know, and so and so the platform should work really well for that. Now, the one thing that we have to do for every product that we add is we have to figure out how to create the physical transfer of those goods. For sneakers, for streetwear, for handbags, watches, we physically authenticate all of those products. Right. People send them to us. And for sneakers, they have to be dead stock. For watches and handbags, they don't. For watches and handbags, they're a different condition standard. And so for trading cards, it's about figuring out how do you standardize that. And we're starting with just PSA graded. Okay. And just PSA graded new cards. We're not doing vintage yet, right? And by the way, today, there's actually only four cards that are live. Okay. Griffey, LeBron, uh, Griffey, Adrian, Arbordeck, LeBron, Rookie, Brady, and Trout. Four cards, all PSA 10, that's it. There's just four. Okay. We'll do a full formal launch in about six to eight weeks, and at that time we'll have a much bigger catalog, but it'll start with all PSA-graded new cards, and then we'll slowly build out that catalog. Maybe we'll add vintage, maybe we'll add other grading companies, and probably add wax as well. Sure. Now, I guess it's been about eight weeks. Gary Vee kind of like announced to the world that, hey, cards is the new thing, right? Yeah. And, you know, today... During a VIP thing, you you were on stage with him, you know, giving a talk, and that, that that's great. We we heard Gary's thoughts about it. We've heard Gary, Gary's thoughts about it. Unless you were the VIP thing, you didn't hear hear your thoughts. You mentioned kind of why it's such a perfect time and it's such a perfect commodity for you guys to get into. Realistically, is this? Are we? Do you really think that we're in a big boom right now? Oh yeah. Are we in a bubble? Yeah. Well, you know, the the thing is, anytime there's been a real bubble trading cards in in the you know 80s mm-hmm. and 90s it's because there was no transparency into supply okay right like you know we all thought that we were the only ones with 1289 upper deck griffies but like guess what we all had 1289 upper deck griffies right. right like the supply was crazy and there was no transparency there was no internet right sure so today and, and particularly for what StockX does but also like we have pop reports on mm-hmm. on on uh, on all the graded cards right like we have transparency in this supply we understand that and so therefore products are priced accurately like supply and demand is real and StockX will continue to help that but it already exists and so 
so I don't see the same type of bubble that we had in the 80s and 90s. Like mm -hmm. that's just not going to happen again. Sure. No, you just may have just sort of natural ebbs and flows and in, in, in up and down. But I, I genuinely believe that trading cards right now looks identical to sneakers did four or five years ago. Mm -hmm which is, you know, eBay sales, closed auctions were still the price guide that everyone referenced, mm -hmm. right? There was no real consensus, you know, on it. There was still just a lot of fragmentation. No, there was no true market leader, like all the things that there was happened, you know, people were still concerned about fakes. And obviously we have all the, the you know, backdrop of all the scandals that have been going on around here. Like all that sort of stuff is exactly what sneakers looked like before. Mm -hmm. And then StockX and others got in there to authenticate, create marketplaces, create, you know, fair, transparent places. And like, man, it is super exciting. You know, Gary seeing it from the the basically the the market side and seeing more people you know engage in it. You know, we're just seeing it from the the technology side and and the the marketplace supply and demand. Sure. Like I feel like, you know, you and I are going to be sitting at, at right here in, in three years at the show, mm -hmm. and it's going to be like four x this. Yeah, I I would think so. I was going to say five or six x. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, already, it's already pretty big. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's huge, right? We I just, just think we'll see more of these too, yeah. right? Like maybe not like the national, but there will definitely be other like big ones. Like oh, everyone's got to be at the whatever the semi-national. Sure. In, in yeah. So a place, a, a, it's not untapped because it's been going on for thirty years. But like, there's a show, a biannual show in Toronto that happens every year. That that's almost exclusively hockey cards. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do themselves a disservice by not getting up there to to, to do it. Um, do you, going, do you go to it? I go twice a year. Yeah. I, it's, it's in May and November, and I love it. Yeah. I, you know, Upper Deck is heavily involved with it. Yeah. Uh, the distributors up there are, obviously are. It's it's a great thing. And it's something that, like, hockey hockey cards specifically are, I, outside of vintage baseball, hockey cards, I think, have the biggest upside outside of basketball cards as well. You know, basketball is, is insane, but hockey has, like, this world market that, that basketball—it's not quite as big as basketball, but no, it, it, but it's there. It is it, because it's larger outside of the U.S. Yeah, is that, yeah, and it because like the, the the Chinese market one for basketball and hockey is crazy. It's absolutely Chinese market for hockey is strong. Yeah, it, okay, it, it, you know it, that? it's okay. because it's because they don't they don't care about your 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 base cards, but if they get that patch card, you know that yeah. logo patch or, or that you know that swoosh or whatever or, or Reebok logo. That that's important to them, yeah. And they're moving that big time. Uh, the same with basketball cards, like like they're they're crazy for LeBron. They're crazy for you know any of the top stars. But yeah. you, but you get those big logo man patches and, and and stuff like that. It Panini can like do no wrong. Wow. So it's crazy. Okay. So hockey with with guys like Connor McDavid, uh, Austin Matthews, anybody name a Maple Leaf. You know, uh, the modern <laughs> the modern hockey players are. Are getting there, and McDavid is pushing that. Yeah, yeah. And as long as McDavid is in Edmonton, I think that's going to continue to grow because Edmonton is like, you know, it's it's a mainstay uh, with hockey fans. So McDavid is leading that. Matthews, uh, we had this guy, the Elias Pettersson. He's he's going to be a big player in it, and you know, the next couple of drafts are going to be big to watch too. Uh, just so happens that the number one overall draft pick this year was American, and he 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 got drafted by the Devils. And it's going to be crazy to see what happens, you know. Yeah. So what? Well, and not enough people are in it, right? I mean, we like we were in, like as we were starting to figure out. We actually were going to do the Connor McDavid rookie as one of the first cards on StockX, mm -hmm. and we changed at the last minute just because there just wasn't nearly as much supply. You know, mm -hmm. when you look at the pop report compared to uh, to some of the others. Sure. But like you know, um, as that changes, right? Like that means that there's you know 
there's not as many people out there looking for it right now. Yeah. So maybe it's a good time to buy. I think it's a great time to buy on Connor. Connor is, like, I don't know if you've ever seen Connor play. He's he's unbelievable. They call him Connor McJesus for a reason. So it's he he is the second coming. He is he is the savior of hockey. Wow. And it's crazy to see. Uh, but I, I know some people don't like the nickname Connor McJesus. But he, I, I wrote it. I wrote a blog about Connor McJesus and got <laughs> lambasted for it. But it, 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 it's, it was hilarious. But like hockey's right there, and it, it's not. It's, it, it, it's vintage baseball, basketball, and then hockey. And yep. then football kind of brings up the end where these this each year this rookie class is gonna, like Kyler Murray this year is going to be great. Yeah. And I think you. I think collectors could potentially see huge return to Kyler Murray, but those those secondary guys like I don't I don't know Weir, Will Greer who who was a heir apparent to Cam Newton in, in Carolina that could you know cause some damage on the market. Yep. It's going to be fun. Like Sony Michelle was very underrated last year. I know his rookie cards started for last year, but I think his second year stuff is going to be huge. Absolutely huge. Look, you know, we'll eventually build out the full catalog on StockX, mm-hmm. and, but we'll probably just move in order of, of population. Sure. Right? Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, just because, you know, the marketplace works better the more liquidity there is. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it'll be interesting. But it'll also be as, as quickly as people, you know, request it and want it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. A, a lot of it is just is requests. You know, like we just added... Um, uh, we just, we're, we're in the process of adding like collectible toys, yeah. like bear bricks and and sure. cause companions and, right. and all of that. And that was a hundred percent of our customers reaching out and saying, "Add it!" Right. So it'll be interesting to see how how rabid the hockey fans are and sort of force us to be like, "Nah, man, you need sure. to get the Connor McDavid back on there <laughs> quicker than uh than, than the others." So it, you said like Legos. Legos is a is a like the amount of money that's in Legos. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's absolutely yeah. crazy buying loose pieces and and loose figures. It's nuts. All right, yeah. I I, I, yep. I want to get you out of here. I want to be a respecter of your no, time. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. But I, I do want to ask you about one thing before I let you go. Sure. You've mentioned like like purses and watches. Like, what's the market mm-hmm. with those right now? Yeah, so massive, uh, just absolutely massive. Now, they're not as big on StockX as sneakers and streetwear, um, and that's just more of a function of, of what part of the market we have. Um, but the big difference between sneakers and streetwear and versus watches and bags is for sneakers and streetwear, it's all brand new. Okay. And it's easier to understand that condition. And for watches and handbags, it's a higher price point. It's a different customer. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even your most hardcore watch person is probably only buying two or three watches a year. Sure. Whereas, like, your hardcore sneaker person is buying two or three pairs of sneakers a week. Sure. And, again, the more liquidity, the better the model is. So, like, those markets are bigger than sneakers, but on StockX, sneakers is bigger. Absolutely. I said purses. I, I meant to say handbags. No, it's okay. You know, yeah, everyone, everyone's still... <laughs> I'm from the South, man. That's yeah, what, yeah, yeah, everything's yeah. a purse down there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Purses right. and where, pearls. That's where are you from? Uh, Dallas, Texas. Dallas. All yeah. right. Yeah. So I, we'll give you the South. Oh, okay. Uh, I, well, I, I spent 15 years in Atlanta, so okay. You know, uh, yeah. See, I, I I consider that Southeast. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, home with Luda. We uh, consider you Texas, so yeah, it's all good. I got you. Yeah, I got yeah. you. All right, man. Thanks so much for your yeah, time. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Hang tight. We'll be right back. This is Steve Grad from Beckett Authentication, and you're listening to the Fat Packs on Beckett Radio. All right, guys, last interview for the day, and I can't think of a better way to end the show on day one than my favorite guy in the hobby, my hobby shop, my LCS, Mike Fruitman from Mike Stadium Sports Cards. What's up, Mike? It's his first show. Hey, can I be a part of Find the Mike? You are. Yeah? Where is he? He's right here. He's right here. Do I win? You you are a winner. It's a top triple thread box, right? Is that what you it is? Yeah, I got I to gotta, I gotta put that out there, yes. Very cool. First show, first first national. It, it is my first national. What, I'm embarrassed. What the hell took you so long? I, I don't get out very much. I'm a very shy, <laughs> introverted person. I, this microphone scares me. 
so what do you think? Like you came to the grand, like the fortieth. It's in Chicago, kind of like the home of the national. The floor is massive, but what do you think? Just walking on the floor. Uh, overwhelming. Yeah. That's that's. If I had to choose one word, that would be it. It's oh. it's great. This you know, I'm I'm walking up every aisle. I'm seeing friends, mm-hmm. and and just seeing you know business associates and like I'm amazed how many people from Colorado here. We have a we are a strong nation in Colorado of yeah. folks. Absolutely. So two years ago when it was here, you obviously you weren't here, but you had a guy that comes to your shop that's a, a Pizza Hut rep. Does that make any sense? Uh, to Domino's. You? Domino's. Ross. Yeah, Ross. And he like, oh, Mike told me to say hello. Here's a here's a fit Mike's fidget spinner, and here's some free pizza <laughs> from Domino's. I was like, amazing. Mike is everywhere, even when he's not here, hooking people up. Exactly. But you you're here your first time. It, it, are you overwhelmed at all? Um, okay, now you know what I do for an evening job. I, I know, I, I know, but... It takes a lot to overwhelm me, but yes. I mean, from a card shop perspective and, and card show perspective, this is... this is. I, I don't I don't leave Colorado. I mean, unless it's like Industry Summit or, or Vegas. Right. Like, I never leave. So I've never had a chance to see, like, I guess a mid-level show. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, instead of toe diving, I just went 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 all the way all in. All the way in. And this yeah. is... Uh, it's a big one. I, I, I turn the corner and I'm like, wow, that to the to that wall straight ahead is quite a few people. Then I look to the right, and it's 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 football field. I <laughs> it's, mean, yeah, John Elway isn't making it across here in one toss. Not one, not maybe two. Maybe. Uh, before the arm injury, if, yes. If Rod Smith's down on the other end, or yes. maybe McCaffrey, and yes, he can catch it. But maybe Terrell Davis, Terrell Davis on a swing out of the backfield <laughs> yes. or something. Hey, how was your uh, uh, your signing that you had? You had a. Uh, uh, Tlaib in there. We had to keep Tlaib in yeah. for the second time. And even though he's not on the team, he, he's still one of the Super Bowl 50 guys. Yeah. And, you know, for, I think we could have him every week and still have a, still have a huge <laughs> line. We had so many folks come in. And, and the first time he came in, you know, he's a little bit slightly controversial. He, 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 has, a, he has a thing with chains on other players. Uh-huh. And, um, apparently he has uh, some loose lips and, and, and there's other issues. And mm-hmm. I was thinking, man, you know, if, if anybody's going to be an idiot at any of my signings, it's going to be today. And he couldn't have been any better. The crowd was just awesome. Sweet. And uh, he, and the second time through, it was just the same. It was great. What's it take to get a player like that in? I mean, I, you've, you've had high-profile players in your shop. What's it take on your end? How much planning goes into it? Um, planning quite a bit. In, in terms of what does it take to get anybody, it's a very easy answer. It takes money. Money, okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that's all you need. If you want money, if you have money, you can pretty much get whatever you want. Oh, there you go. Um, it, you know, it, it's obviously getting the word out there. It's hoping that the athlete gets behind it, supports it on social media as well. And then it's just, you know, line up the jerseys, line up the balls, and line up the photos. It's pretty easy stuff. Does it always sell out? Um, no, we have Tony Walters coming up on August 17th. And when we started talking about a month and a half ago, the Rockies were in more serious possible playoff contention. Yeah. And right now I'm just glad that they didn't dismantle everybody at the trade line today, <laughs> trade deadline today. They didn't um, trade story, did they? Uh, I haven't heard of any okay. things. Um, I, I don't know. I, mean, I was afraid that we were going to lose Charlie Blackman, who oh, yeah. is a great player. And he's just a flat out dude. Sure. And with that beard, he should not be allowed to leave the state of Colorado. That's, that is a Colorado beard. He really is. Yes. Do you think is. he used like fruits and berries in it to just get it moist and yeah just to you know to hang out it's a very sometimes they're in the outfield for a long time and, and you know you need sustenance you, you right. can't you can hope for the pitching change but nobody you know, nobody runs your water during a pitching change now what's the food at at Coursefield? like what's the go-to thing at Coursefield? all right so it, it is a rocky's dog okay and, but it is a foot long of just awesomeness sure it is, it is powerful stuff and, and, and a word to the wise, if you get one, obviously make sure that you have them drip the um, the onions and, and the peppers 
have them drain those a little bit because you're there for a while. That is a serious commitment hot dog. Sure. And you don't want like the sago bun at the end. It is. We, uh, my son and I, we do a trip to baseball stadiums all over the world. So we went to LA a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I know this is going to result in hate mail and possible broken glass. Hold on, wait, wait, stop. I set you up perfectly for this. I want you to know. like, I, I tossed you the alley And here you go. I'm go slam dunk. <laughs> yes. I'm Sean Kemp against uh, TMC in 1990 with the, with the leg swing yes. around. What? Would you like to talk about Dodgers dogs? <laughs> the most disappointing thing in the world? It was, it was hyped up. It was supposed to be incredible. It was going to be the greatest hot dog of my entire life. Mm-hmm. And the hot dogs at Costco. Can I, can I say Costco on here? Sure. Okay. Well, the hot dogs at Costco kill it. Yeah, absolutely. They are awesome. They are way overrated. And the Dodger dog is way overrated and not worth anything. No, no bueno. They do no. not deserve to be on a Topps card. Topps, if you're ever making... I think they did. And I'm pretty sure there was a Dodger dog yeah. card a number of years it ago. It sounds like something they would do. It's an uncorrected error. <laughs> it's a UER. What's up, what's up with that egg card in Allen and Ginter? By the way, this is the second time I've mentioned that egg card in Allen and, egg card in Allen and Ginter. You can buy a carton of eggs for like two ninety nine. That egg card this year in Allen and Ginter... Sells all day for like three bucks. It's ridiculous. A picture of an egg. I oh 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 the one that get the most followers yeah. on uh, Instagram yeah. or Twitter. Yes, it's ridiculous. Well, you know, it's nice to see that you know if you added another what eight hundred and ninety three dollars, it would be the same amount as the Nathan Burns card. Yeah, that's crazy. Yes, Nathan Burns, a card shop owner, with a bounty of twelve thousand dollars on his on his red autograph. I hate to correct you, sir. I know you're very good at what you do. I believe it is a $12,500. Is it $12,500? I'm an ardent fan of of the Burns. I I, I am. I'm I'm part of the Grand Slam Nation. Sure. I I, I was just bored one night and Facebook said, hey, you should follow this guy. And it like threw up the video and here's somebody like with 2,000 eyeballs at some incredibly late time in Colorado. Right. I'm I'm dropping dap on Nathan out here. (laughs) So, is he a disciple of yours? Did you teach him anything? Or We have this incredible, weird relationship where he thinks of me as OG, which I take incredible compliment in, and he's young rock star. Okay. And and I have nothing to teach him. I need to get out of the way. I need to stay in my lane and, and just be a follower. I, I will not be a clone. I, I he, He's a great sponsor for the show. He, he, he sponsors us. I uh, love him. That bounty on that card is ridiculous. He's ripped through something like 52 cases yes. of Allen and Ginter already. I don't have that kind of time. When he put down the amount that he put down to win that card, yeah. first off, that was just awesome. It, yeah. it was going to an incredible cause. I mean, here's a guy. He steps up. Uh, this this is going to quit being about me. I'm going to wax poetic about Nathan <laughs> for like 10 minutes. He is an inspiration to me. I am I am pushing scholarships on nice kids at high schools only because of him. I look at the stuff that he does. I mean, whatever. I did like the most minimal amount for the tennis courts he's trying to fix. You know, you talk about where we're at in the industry right now. We're all at a really happy place. We've got full bellies. Yeah. And this is a chance to grow. And I look at what he does. I mean, paying for $10,000 for people at Walmart. I mean, he has just done incredible things. I mean, things that nobody else in this city is trying. Sure. I mean, I'm trying to push a, a kids club initiative. We started a kids club at the shop uh, about a month and a half ago. We've got 150 people who are in it. And it's just a small way to give back. I want to I take that to the next level. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason why I'm out here is I want to really push that as not an agenda, but something that's really necessary in the hobby. And, and looking at what guys like Nathan Burns is doing, that inspires me to, to run a better shop, to sure. do more things, to, to make better from where I'm at. One thing I know about you is you're always looking to learn and grow. And it sounds like from what you're saying is Nathan's teaching you a few things. That's pretty cool. From, from, from a guy who helps, has always, I've always known, help others learn and grow. So that's cool. This old dog is learning some new tricks. That's really cool. That's absolutely awesome. 
So what's your what's your takeaway from today? What's your, like I got to kick you out of here because they're they're shutting us down. I know they're going to come by with the brooms and they shove us out in a minute. They probably will. So what's your takeaway from today? All right. So here's my moment. I walked in and Kit Young is right there, and we had Kit at the shop a number of years ago for a buying trip. I saw he was coming across country, and I'm mm-hmm. like, Hey, Kit, will you come into my store? And he's like, You want me to buy the cards that you could be buying? And I'm like, Yes, absolutely. I owe you. I wouldn't be open not because of what you taught me, but because of the Hawaii Trade Conference a few years ago. We happened to run each other back in Hawaii, and he came up to me and I was like, oh God, please remember my name. I felt like like the insignificant little aunt and you remember my name. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I walked into this kid's booth and I'm like, hi, Mr. Young. He's like, Mike Fruitman. I'm like, no way. Like he knows my name. Nice. So yeah, that's, that is going to completely be like, he was a welcoming committee and will not be topped. That's, uh, I, well, thank you for sitting down with me then because uh, I the mean, way, what? I mean, I can't top Kit. It's it's hard. Like I mean, it's I'm hard. Sorry, to you're, talk. you're a rock star as well. But. No, no, that's not what I'm looking for. A kit is a kit is a legend. It's it's a it's a I don't know. I don't want to call him a god because he's not, but he's a freaking legend in this in this hobby. Normally, so, you have to be dead to be a legend. Yeah. He has been a legend before he is dead. Yeah, he absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as my wife takes a picture of me and Mr. Fruitman. Uh, so, what? I, before we get out of here, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of different stuff going on right now here today in the hobby. Like we have StockX over here who who have been a shoe game. Like they were all about shoe sales and now they're getting into cards. We have Gary V down the way. How do you feel about that kind of new blood? You know, it's incredible to see what's going on. You know, I the like Gary V specifically when he was on the uh, the Rich Eisen show. Yeah. Like people started calling me like right afterwards and, and letting me know that he was on there. And then right after that, we had so many folks who used to collect who are Gary Vites. I don't I don't know what you call people yeah. v- v- yeah. vegans or I don't know what you call them. We'll go with Gary Vites. Gary Vites. Yeah. And and you know when he says it's cool, it's cool. Sure, absolutely. So so many folks have gotten into the hobby and, and have you know yes, there is the okay. I want to buy it for X and sell it for X twenty and, and so long. Mm-hmm. But there's so many people who have found out about the fun of cards. And so many people, who, you know, the, the that time that we, we don't refer to by name but by number, mm-hmm. and and you know who have found they, they come back in the store and I'm able to go hey look look at the stuff that they drop in a packs and you know we were on such a crest right now. You look at what Trout autographs are sold for, right. the Super Fractures, what the Brady. 2,000 contenders is selling for. We are just at an incredible time where it's, it's a time of strength right now and so many people are coming back into the hobby and really finding the fun in it and yes, mm-hmm. do they find value in it? Are they going to turn X into Y? Absolutely. Let's please do that. Let's all do that. Mm-hmm. But it, most importantly, they're they're coming back in and they're bringing their kids in. Sure. And and they're having that, that, pi- that type of experience at the shop where you know fathers and sons are having that bonding thing mothers and sons and right. fathers and daughters it's it's all across the board we're at a real time of fun and strength in the industry right now and i just i i can't wait to see where it grows it's gonna be crazy all right can you come back every day and tell me something you learn new every day can i come back every day yeah Do you have me every day really you can come close the show every day i'll be you your best to. friend <laughs> i think you already are all right <laughs> how how are you here until sunday uh, i'm here until friday night i can't miss saturdays at my store yeah, you can't. You have guys have a card shop, a card show this week. Not this, this week, but the uh, second Saturday, the uh, second Saturday of every month, so the tenth of August, we will have a card show at the card shop. And now it's fun because now I've got other shops who are doing card shows at the card shop too. Nice. It's, it's a, nice. Hey, you got a lot of room. Why not do it? Awesome. All right, guys, that's it for day one for me. Oh, that guy's wearing a Sonic shirt. Absolutely awesome. I remember when the Nuggets beat the Sonics. Dikembe Mutombo's happy Rolling face. Rolling around on the floor, <laughs> holding the basketball. Exactly. Uh, thanks so much for stopping by. I, I, this is the best way for me to end day one. Uh, my, my card shop, my LCS, Mike Fruitman here at the National for the first time. Guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, cue the drink.
Thank you.